As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. There's a new Ireland soccer kit out. Uh, It's an unusual one in that it will be a collector's item. And of course, in the run-up to Christmas, even with the sports shops closed at the moment, in the run-up to Christmas, it's bound to be a big seller. It also is Umbro back with the Irish soccer team uh, for the first time in a while. And just a good opportunity to talk to the chief designer, Uh, from Jack Sports and the MD is uh, Jonathan Courtney. Jonathan, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? It's always an interesting time to be uh, bringing out a new kit and it's almost guaranteed to sell well for Christmas. But I've been saying to people that this initial one will be a bit of a collector's item for for a particular reason. There's no big three on it. How does that happen? Yes, uh, it's the first time since about 1990 actually that the, uh, the Ireland shirt won't have a sponsor on the front. So um, we've had huge interest in it, and uh, the pre-sales, which started last week uh, online on faishop.com, have been absolutely phenomenal. So uh, the, it physically goes on sale today, although obviously the shops are closed, so a lot of people are uh, purchasing online. Yeah, it, they, I remember the Aircom one and the three. Like, how come there is no sponsor? Is it because we don't have a team sponsor at the moment, or what's yeah, the there's, story? Yeah, there's a there's a kind of stopgap period here where um, three sponsorship has ended, and the FAI are actually looking for a new sponsor um, for for uh, a new a new title sponsor, if you like. So um, I'm sure somebody will come along eventually and, and get on, probably go on to the uh, training apparel and the, the travel product and all that sort of stuff. But whether they choose to take up the, uh, the space on the front of the shirt again is, uh, is another question because obviously it's been so popular, I think, and so many fans have, uh, you know, and speaking about it online and through all the social media channels about how, how really they don't want to sponsor there in the first place. Yeah, it, made, it makes a collector item out of the shirt. Absolutely. Um, I, well, I think it's, a, it's certainly a novelty factor in terms of Irish shirts because we, we've ha- always had that sponsor there since about 1990. So uh, a lot of fans don't want anything there and now it's their opportunity to get it. But it, it's selling so quickly that, uh, I mean, I, I just advise people if they want one or they've always been somebody who's looked for a shirt without a sponsor, they time get on time that, to, get on that pretty now. quickly. How much work goes into designing a new uh, Ireland shirt? Like, How long did it take to get this one designed? Um, you're, you're probably looking at it in around 18 months is, is the start process, um, 18 months before it launches. So you'd start obviously with uh, directions and mood boards and uh, fabrication and all that sort of stuff. And obviously each of those then has to, uh, t- you have to take the time to work with manufacturers to come up with new materials and 
get the get the jerseys and the and the material dyed up and and, and see how it all looks and you're looking at color lines you're looking at uh, aesthetics and there's a, there's a lot more goes into it than people probably yeah. think sometimes people are quick to cast their opinion on something they say oh it, either loads of thought went into that or no thought went into that um, but I mean that's that's the world we live in that people don't see uh, you know the ins and outs and all all the effort and time that goes into these things sometimes. Yeah. Unusually as well, or is it unusual? Is it the first time you've done a specific women's range? Uh, a women's uh, kit. It's, it's previously we've had uh, women's jerseys available, but they've been in women's cut and they've, been, they've replicated effectively what the men wear and they've just done it in the lady sizes. So this time we've actually done a bespoke uh, oh. home and away kit for the ladies as well, so the women's national team. So um, we, we've got a totally different design for both kits, so that makes them unique. And, you know, we're, we're obviously big, big fans of the 20 for 20 by Sport Ireland and the government. So I'm um, delighted to give the ladies their own identity within the offices of the FAI, obviously, as well. Yeah, yeah. In other way, shirts tend to hold their value for years, but the unusual one now with no, with no logo on it, that could be a collector's item framed on the side of a pub sometime with, with team signatures on it. But do these things go up in value? Like if I've got my old ones going back to the, the 80s and Italian 90, are, are they worth money to me? Yeah, the, the, um, there, there's a big uh, market now in terms of the likes of eBay or um, classic football shorts or any of these guys. Who, so if you want to go back and find something from, from as you say, the 80s or, or the 90s, you, you, you could end up paying a couple of hundred quid for them. Um, but it's really, it's like anything um, that becomes collectible. It's, it's the, the rarer they are, the, the, the obviously the more value they are. So um, jerseys are obviously made in bigger numbers these days. Um, so there's more likelihood around in the future. So um, I don't know whether the, the current uh, jerseys will go up in value, but I mean, there's always somebody who's willing to pay if you have a brand new one with, it, with tags on it and it's 25 years old, people are going to pay a couple of hundred quid for that. How many would you expect to shift in a normal Christmas season? And I'm thinking about kids and adults because kid sizes are there too. Um, it, it actually, you know, a lot of it depends um, on how successful the team are being at any point in time. So yeah. if you qualify for a tournament, obviously you um, and because the, the jerseys, it's more popular, and people people want to get behind the team coming into tournaments and stuff like that. So, um, but Christmas obviously would always be uh, would always give a bump to sales because uh, Santa Claus and all that would, would likes to get a lot of jerseys out there to the kids. Yeah, yeah, and of course, kids always love to have the most up to date one. Sure, um, I think that's that's part of the world we live in. Whether it's the, whether it's the latest video game or, or the latest uh, football shirt, kids kids certainly. Uh, on, on the, the newest and latest and greatest. So it's it's out and it's available. F A F what's what's where would F A I shop dot com. F A I shop dot com. You'll 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 find everything uh, there. And, and when the shops reopen, it'll be there. Yeah, well, we hope it'll be there because it, we're selling so many online and on Good. the pre-sale over the last week that it's it's proved massively popular. But obviously, it should be in in shops in Elbury shops um, when when the when the stores reopen. Hopefully, on in and around. The I don't. And are there any sports shops doing click and collect? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure on that myself, to be perfectly honest with you. But we, as I as I said, on online we're we're delivering. You know, within Ireland, if you order today, it, we, you should have it within kind of 48 hours. So we're we're turning stuff around fairly quickly at the moment. Okay. So we're we're that's the easiest. Pl- 
Yeah, and of course, get the get the order in for Santa, and Santa can arrange the rest with FAIshop.com. Very good. Listen, that line is in great. Thanks for that, Jonathan Courtney. He's the chief designer of the new Ireland shirt. Now, there's a Cork story, if ever I heard one. There used to be, Fergal asked me this morning, did I remember there being an Adidas factory in, in Cork? There was. Um, I was probably in school at the time, or maybe out of school. Andrew, you worked there, did you? I worked there uh, morning. Um, oh, yeah. I worked freelance. Uh, I was, um, I think it was the age of fifteen. Um, I started off designing kits as a hobby, and uh, the work was noticed by a guy called Tony O'Sullivan. Right. Uh, Tony O'Sullivan at the time was the Cox City football uh, kit manager. Right. And he was also working uh, for Adidas in the Tremor Road, and nice. uh, he he noticed the work, so he said, "This, this, these designs need to be uh, seen." And you so were just were you just doodling, yeah? Yeah, just doing it, yeah. And how did you yeah. how did you get in contact with Tony? Tony was a family friend, and uh, he's going to the Cox City matches, and right. basically handed over the designs one day uh, after a Cox City match, and Tony said, he said, um, yeah, the production manager needs to see these, uh, it was a woman called Brenda Russell, right. um, and he set up an interview for one Wednesday, and it was actually a half day in the morning, so I cycled out after school with the designs in a number of backpack. Right. And Brenda came out and she said, you're quite cheeky. She <laughs> said, arriving into an Adidas plant with a number of backpack. Only a Cork fellow would do that. Like. So she said, why, why Why would you do that? And I said, simple. I said, the backpack she had at the moment aren't, aren't great. So she said, fair enough. <laughs> so she said, um, she gave me some briefs. And every couple of Wednesdays, then I'd go out. And she said, it was a brief came in. And it was for the Italian night, the Irish top. She wanted me to do some neck lines and rib lines. So right. I'd done about what, 15, 20 variations of neck cuts and ribs, uh, Steve ribs. Right. And uh, basically said, uh, can we copy them? You, like, just sat down with, you just sat down with your drawing pad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And? And with um, Windows, I think it could have been four or five directors from Adidas there. And me at the age of 15 sitting across the table from them. And um, they just said, can we can we copy them? And I said, you can. Can we use them? I said, you can. So Will you pay me? Uh, no, I didn't have I was actually given a pair of runners. Get away! <laughs> and uh, brought around the factory, showing the whole production process from start to finish. I, I was actually akin to uh, walking through the door in the, the Magic Door in Bosco, where you see everything, you know. The, so from so, so in other words, when, when David O'Leary stepped up, Mm. And the country held its breath. Yes. There around his neck was your design. Well, I gave them 15 to 20 designs, so I didn't know which one they actually ran with. Um, Fabulous. Yeah, and actually the, um, the, the, the brief on the new number one was a throwback to the 1990 World Cup kit. So maybe the new one is the old one that I don't, I don't know, because there were so many designs I gave them at that stage. Um, Oh, um. Do you know what that is, Andrew? That, that's inspirational because, do you know, you there with your little sketches that you used to do as a hobby in mm. your teens, and the next thing you know, Adidas are asking you to give them those little designs, and they be, one of them gets incorporated into the Ireland shirt at the World Cup. Like, that's any young fella that fancies doing a bit of sketching or drawing, encourage it. 
Yeah. I suppose it didn't stop there because in 1997, when the the Five Nations became the Six Nations, Robbie. Yeah. I done the logo for that too, and the Six Nations just took it and ran with it. Did you get paid for that one? Uh, nope. <laughs> Andrew. Nope. Andrew. Nope. <laughs> Oh, um, I think Fergal has a copy of that the logo I think I sent down to him earlier. Yeah, Brilliant. It's, it's, and you got a letter from uh, Umbro as well, did you? Well, I've got a couple of correspondence from, it was uh, Judy Brown, she was head of design in Whittenshaw in Manchester. Yeah. And she said um, it wasn't feasible at the time because it was just the politics of in-house designers. Um, <sighs> but I think there's two or three letters from Umbro stating that. I can someday see this that, uh, here now, Fergal, let's just yeah. put it up on the screen. The RBS Six Nations logo with the kind of the... The, the the rugby ball made into the six. Yeah, well, I did. I did say, I did tell them in the, in the, um, the correspondence just to take the six out of it, which they did, and um, right. they they ran with it and um, basically kind of said, you know, you're and I know I know you as a damn good house music DJ, <laughs> but I never have had you down as a designer. Well done. Thanks, DJ. Thank you. That's a cracking story. Well done, Andrew. Thanks, Thanks a bunch. Corks 96 FM.